What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Color Convos, episode 36. Yeah, uh, this is my second episode of the day. It is today is November 29th and woke up Sunday. I told myself I'm going to get after it today and I hope you are too. Just kind of rambling and fambling, folks. Supernova, a brand new mix by Nico Gonzalez coming out on SoundCloud Friday, December 4th. Uh, and I hope you enjoy it. It's going to be great. I'm excited for it. And you should be too. So check that out on SoundCloud. I'll have the link in the description of the next episode as well as on all my socials. Find it, share it, love it, good. Episode 36 of Colorful Convos with Nico. I hope you enjoy it. And here we go. Mike Tyson fight versus Roy Jones Jr. Fellas, ladies, whoever may be listening, if you paid $50 for the fight, hey, I think you got your money's worth. I really do. I think the knockout alone on Nate Robinson paid for half of it. And, you know, the other two fights, the undercards of the undercards of the undercard were pretty good. They're pretty good. That Ortiz kid can fight. And then Buddha Jack... <laughs> or Badu Jack, Badu Jack, Buddha Jack, I don't know. Beat the shit out of that white guy. But he wouldn't go down. He wouldn't go down. And my great friend found a stream of the fight for free, and I streamed it off there. So uh, we both win because I didn't lose $50, and you got your money's worth. <laughs> uh, but watching that fight, man, you know, Mike Tyson has been someone who I've deeply been interested in um especially over the last two years hanging out with sean making the 2g podcast with him all of that like we've had some amazing conversations about mike tyson because you know that's who he grew up watching and i always had wanted the opportunity to you know have that great boxer in our generation and we have those you know we have those martial artists and sorry the mmas and the boxers you know floyds and we have the uh, the Pacquiao's and we have the McGregor's and we have the Khabib's and we've been fortunate to see some amazing fights, but like back in the day, you know, boxing, you, you, if you were a boxer and you were big, like you were huge, like all those guys, all from their respective nations, like De La Hoya and like fucking Ali Tyson, Sugar Ray, like all these big names. Like even when you hear them today, you're still like, God damn, they would kill me and so I've always wanted to watch Mike Tyson and even at 53 years old man like I got the most great satisfaction from watching that fight like you see how hard he was hitting that fight listen up until that fight I've been watching Mike Tyson training videos and that man I think he could have ended the fight at any moment yesterday 
if he had just boxed for his head and it was not an exhibition, I believe Mike Tyson would have knocked his head off his body. Because there were flashes in the fight where you're like, like he almost got him. Like, and there was a couple where he did connect, and I was like, "How is this man standing? How do you, as a boxer, your your face just kind of becomes rubber, right? Because you're getting clocked <laughs> in the head ridiculously amount amount of times in training and in the ring, and it's Mike Tyson, and it was crazy to see Roy Jones Jr." Believe that he won the fight, even though he didn't. And Mike Tyson to be as humble as he was when they were like, oh, all right, guys. Well, (laughs) this was a draw. And they both went, nah. Mike Tyson was like, I'm okay with it. I'm fine. Mm, I'm okay. This fight wasn't for wins. It was for humanitarian. The humanitarian. The only winner of last night was the word humanitarian because I feel like a lot of people learned what the meaning was because of the way Mike Tyson was using it incorrectly. So humanitarian, he just kept saying it. And then Roy was like, ah, man, I'll come back and do this again. And of course they're going to come back and do it again. That was the point of this fight. This was just to lure you in, see how much interest there was at the $50 mark. The next time it's going to be $75. You see how it works? Vegas fucked everyone. They had Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Mike was the favorite. Roy was the underdog. You know, the respective odds were. And then there was the draw that probably 0% of people vote uh, bet on. And they were like, oh, let's just all let's just end it in a draw. We'll make all our money back and we'll promote the next one for, you know, six years from now when you guys finally recover from this one. But that was so cool to watch, and I hope that you got to watch it. Uh, it's just history in front of us, even at the at that age. Mike could still go. Mike was fresh. I felt like Mike was bouncing off that canvas. He wore those nice little short shorts that he wears. That tattoo that he has on his eye is still terrifying. He looks like a pit bull, dude. Like it, He looks like at any moment he could snap. When he's talking, the look in his eye is terrifying like standing across from him when they were eye to eye bro (sighs) how about mike buffer man let's go ready to rumble just chills everywhere in that arena so get ready for the next one because obviously they're going to promote another one uh jake paul Bounced Nate Robinson's skull off the canvas uh, in the second round. And, you know, from the moment the bell rang in the first round, the way Nate Robinson was attempting to fight, uh, I knew that it was going to be short. Jake Paul has the fundamentals down. You can see it. He's not. Listen, him calling out McGregor and Dylan Dennis, like he'd get his head bounced off the canvas. But. If he goes on the proper training and he actually puts his mind to it and he's not an idiot, I think Jake Paul could actually be a decent fighter. He's got he's got the basics down and his punches were connecting. It's not like it was a flimsy knockout. No, no, he knocked him out. So 
He wins in the ring, second round KO, and then he gets to go home to Julia Rose. So, the man yesterday had an incredible day. Uh, it was crazy. I was reading that him and Julia, like because of a boxing's training and stuff, they view uh, sex as a bad thing. Like Mayweather has said, talked about it. All these big boxing people have talked about how sex is not good for boxers because it gets your legs tired, your cardio's tired. You need to be abstinent for however long you're training. So Jake Paul did that to Julia Rose. And I can only imagine how victory felt last night. So Jake Paul, cheers, brother, for this one night only. Um, so that was uh, super fun to watch. Uh, crazy thing that happened over the weekend, though, uh, on Friday... Uh, Maradona, sorry, not Friday, Monday, Maradona, Diego Armando Maradona, uh, passed away. The Argentinian Michael Jordan passed away. Like for those of you who don't know, I'll give you a brief history lesson. Uh, Diego Maradona is regarded as one of, if not the greatest soccer player ever. You got your biggest names are like Pele, Messi now, Ronaldo, uh, you got you got your Beckenbauers, you got your best, like you got all those names up there, but Maradona was always top three, top two if even. So this man, first of all, was considered God by Argentinians. Why? Because he led them to a World Cup in 1986 with his infamous hand of God goal, which for people that don't know, that is, he basically went up to head the ball in soccer when you head it, and he was short. He was a short man, and instead of heading the ball, he kind of put his fist next to his head and kind of extended his fist to give himself an extra reach, and he hit the ball with his hand, and he scored a huge pivotal goal in that uh, World Cup game. And then the goal after that that he scored uh, is called the goal of the century. Like, you need to look it up. Look up. I'll put the link in the description. It's the goal of the century by Maradona. He started at half field and dribbled, I think, seven guys, all to finish in the back of the net. So this man was, you know, they said they, like, literally Argentinians would question where planet, what planet he can, uh, he had come from. You know, so this guy is world-renowned. He's respected in Argentina because he led Boca Juniors, which is a giant Argentinian soccer club out there to many titles. He put Argentina on the map soccer in a soccer fashion. You know, like they were well known around the world because of Maradona and their their fame just kind of skyrocketed after 86. Um, Maradona's included. And during his soccer career, he played in Italy at a team called Napoli in Naples, Italy. And led them to their two only championships, league titles ever. So he's respected as a god out there too. Uh, and, you know, he had a pretty crazy life. Like, he lived nine lives, this man. A um, lot of drug problems. A <laughs> lot of just really bad things that happened to him. And a lot of people kind of separate him in two ways. They separate him as Maradona, who's on the field and like a soccer player. And then you had Diego, who was the guy off the field that had the problems. 
if I had to relate it to somebody now in society, it's like Kanye West, right? You have Kanye who put out My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy uh, and put out all the greatest music ever. And he's one of the greatest music artists ever. And then you have Kanye West who people view as, you know, this crazy guy, political candidate, guy who just speaks, doesn't listen, you know, just all these fallacies, even though he's an amazing human being, whatever, I'm not going to get into it, but that's the type of comparison. They separated his entities in two ways. So this man was always under the spotlight. He was literally the Michael Jordan of Argentina. And early in the week, he passed away after complicate, like he had brain surgery, like three weeks ago. And then he had complications from it, which led to a heart attack. He died at 60. And it's crazy to see, like another giant sports figure go like Kobe at the beginning of the year was devastating. Isn't it crazy that that's still just this year? It feels like it was years ago, but no, we're still in the same year. We are actually just passing on the 10th anniversary of it or the 11th anniversary of it. So it's nuts. So compare it to that, like, Kobe dying and Maradona dying is the same. Unexpected, completely tragic. Uh, And it was crazy talking to my dad about it because my dad, let me take a drink real quick. Because my dad was a professional soccer player and he played with this man. He played soccer with Maradona. Um, in the 90s, I believe, I want to say. And it was like this like kind of like small-sided games and stuff. And he has photos with them. It was Argentinian national. Like, incredible. My dad's a crazy guy. Played in soccer everywhere. Okay? So, my dad played with him. So, hearing him talk to me about his idol pass away, it was like me telling somebody about Kobe. So, it was crazy because it was just I got to do both in a matter of a year. And, you know, hearing his stories about how Maradona would just like, he was so good, first of all. He told me this story how one time they were training, they had practice at 10 to 12 at night. And the Rolling Stones were in town one night that they had practice. So my dad and all the other teammates as a team, they showed up to practice at 10. They didn't go to the concert. Maradona showed up an hour late to practice with a Rolling Stones shirt on, short shorts, no shoes, and a cigar in his mouth. And he sat on the bench. He asked a bench player to get him a pair of shoes. He put on the shoes and trained like that. Like, are you kidding me? The suave and the finesse of this man. Watch his Napoli a warm-up video before the UEFA Championship game against Bayern. He's literally dancing on the field warming up. The guy was a showman. A showman. So, the one of the greatest athletes of all time. We lost two this year already. It sucks. Like, what the hell? Um, but it was just beyond crazy to, like, hear my dad tell me about that. Because... You know, just he had a personal he had personal experiences with him, and then it's just like you know that's his number one. Like he that's who led Argentina, his favorite. That's where he's from. It's a glory, you know. So it's a, it was just 
crazy how we lost one at the beginning and one at the end. Uh, it was it was super sad. And um, Armando Maradona, Diego, is you know just uh, forever gonna be missed. The soccer community lost uh, an absolute legend. And um, I was in Vegas this past week. Great time, Thanksgiving in Vegas. Oh, Nico, you're going to the casino a lot, brother. You are, yeah, dude. Relax. All right. Listen, we didn't even go to the strip or anything. Sean lives like 20 minutes outside of it. We don't choose to go. Why? Because there's a casino right around the corner from his house, and we'll go to that one. So, amazing time, but it was crazy. And casinos are really scary when there's nobody in them. Like, it's an adult arcade with zero people inside. You ever look at it from that perspective? While we were in Nevada, they called the state of emergency and they did like three week pause, kind of how everyone's doing, and shut us down. So the casinos were only at 25% capacity, which was like 3,000 people only. So we walk into this casino and Dude, the way they're doing COVID screenings now before, like it used to just be a little gun to your head, the temperature gun to your head. Now it's like they make you stand in front of this projector and it like beeps and then they go, you're good. And I'm like, (laughs) what database did I just get put into? Like it just it's a bizarre way to scan people in. And we go in. It's just eerie. It's quiet. Like there's not much going on. Like you could go to Vegas right now. I'm not saying you should, but if if you wanted to be a little crazy, you can go to Vegas right now and stay on the strip for like th- at the cheapest like 30 bucks a night at some some of the places on the strip. Like MGM Grand's like 50 bucks a night right now. Uh Excalibur's that's the cheapest one was like 30. Even like Aria and Bellagio were less than 100 bucks. Like it is dead out there, dudes. COVID, bro? This is still going, and we're getting back into it. We never got out. We're just getting back into the deeper waters because we can't figure out what we're doing. Oh, my God. It just, my whole family got it in Michigan. They all got it. They finally got it. They avoided it. (laughs) It's like a game of tag, like hide-and-seek tag. We've been, you've been hiding for six months and the COVID finally got you. And you're like, God damn it. Like, but they got it and they're fine. They, they made it through. Okay. Me? I, I okay. I don't want to say this and just jinx myself, but I'm going to say it. I swear to God's dudes. I feel like I might've already had COVID and I just kind of just right through it or I or me I don't know when we got back from Vegas that one uh that one time when we had Nadine and everything it was in June I think I was you could look at the episodes there's an episode where I literally couldn't talk because I was feeling so shitty and I had to do an episode with Sean that I pre-recorded the day before and released it so I'm convinced that I may have already had the COVID like I think I think I really do and why because I I've been in situations where I should have had it and I never got it so like I don't know 
you know, I've been very close contact to people at the peak of COVID that had it and I didn't get it. So like, uh, unless my immune system is Muhammad Ali and Tyson just beating the shit out of every COVID, or if I've been executing the greatest hand sanitizer procedure ever, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I should have had it already. And maybe now I'll get it because I just said it out loud. But like, I feel like I already had it. Has anyone else felt like this? I Listen, I know my stepmom. She went to Germany back in, I want to say like December of last year. And she got back in January. And she was bedridden for two weeks. This And COVID didn't come out. <laughs> COVID's album didn't come out till like March 18th or something like that. So she is convinced she already had it before it was cool. And like then my dad got similar things and he had the same thing. So my dad and my stepmom, they got it before it was a trend. You know? So I think there's a lot of people that just have had it that haven't said anything. And to those people, I toast you because that's how I am, you know? Like if I feel shitty enough to where I feel like I need to go to the hospital, I will, but I don't try to get to that point. If I feel a sniffle or a cough or an ache, I'm not doing anything that day. Why? It's recharge day. Obviously my body's not doing good. I need to just relax. I'm not sleeping good. I'm not eating good. Those are the days where I don't care. If I feel a sniffle or an ache, I'm taking a day and a half at least to just chill. If I feel sicker, I don't move from my room. I just quarantine myself. I've been quarantining myself before it was told I was told to. So I felt sick those that week after we got back from Vegas. I just stayed in my room and just drank fluids and just took aspirin and slept and I had all the symptoms except the taste one. I had a fever. I was very tired. I was achy. But I lit I, I did it. And I didn't go get tested. And I'm not saying if you go get tested that you're not cool. Of course you're cool. Because you feel like you're sick and you need to go get tested. I'm just saying what I do. I don't like going there. I try to avoid the hospi. Because it's just so expensive. One, because, you know, government don't pay for our sick. You know? Even though... Everyone else does it, and it's so cool, like our neighbors up north. I was reading this thing about this girl in South Korea where they were talking about how they wanted to be lawyers or some big profession, like a medical doctor or something like that. And the American girl asked the South Korean girl, oh, like, how much is that for you guys? And she goes, like, $480. And she goes, what? She goes, yeah, $480 covers my entire tuition. Books, housing options, food, $480. Meanwhile, nurses here have to not sleep for five years and get three hundred grand in debt like just to do the same thing that people are doing over there for way cheaper. I don't know. I couldn't be a fucking nurse, dude. I Like every nurse that I know, I couldn't. I can't even imagine. 
I was telling talking to Allie about this yesterday. Like a nurse already has the most aggressively stringent job. Like if you're at a hospital, even right now before COVID, whenever, before you show up to the hospital, there's already shit for you to do. Okay. So you're literally getting there and you don't have a moment to kind of just say hi and chill and kind of just sit there and just take acknowledge that you're about to go to work. No, you're coming in and the people before you are handing you a thing, a book or whatever. And they're just like, hey, there's still a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> like we didn't get to it. You pick it up. And then so you have to clean up their stuff. And then while you're not finishing the people before you's job, there's other things piling up. So it's just like you are nonstop 12 hours a day. Just fucking ba boo be ba you know? And it's even before you even get to that point as a nursing student, same thing. All your clinicals, all the all the the trials you gotta do, all the tests you gotta take. I mean, at the end of the day, I couldn't be an a nurse or a doctor because I don't got any patience. Get it? Patience. Anyway. All right. Well, I think I bored you enough for uh, 24 minutes now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, COVID, we're still getting into it. It sucks really bad. We're getting back into it and we need to protect ourselves. And it's just kind of crazy that like, we're still here. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys had an amazing Thanksgiving. I ate a lot of food uh, at Sean's in Vegas, too. We kind of went a little crazy on Uber Eats. So, like, I had deleted the app on my phone. And I got to Vegas. And, you know, Sean had his surgery, so he couldn't move much and stuff. So, we were just chilling a majority of the time watching games, watching whatever may be on. So we would just be like, hey, we're hungry. <laughs> so we had a plethora of great food uh, on Thanksgiving and the days before and after. We had Fat Burger, which if uh, you don't know what that is, uh, you need to go to Nevada and go to Fat Burger because Fat Burger is up there with In-N-Out. Listen, I love In-N-Out. But being out west now and having it accessible, I get why people out here are kind of like, why do people care so much? For example, in Aurora, Colorado, there was a brand new In-N-Out open there. And there was a 12, I repeat, 12 hour waits to get a fucking animal style French fry. And they're great. Listen, I'm not depleting all of you folks that go to the West and like in and out's one of the first things that you got to come do. No, for sure. Do that. It's great. I love it. It is so good. It is so good. And it's cheap. But Fat Burger and in and out are about the same. And Fat Burger doesn't get nearly as much credit, nor media coverage so in and out's good all right <laughs> i gotta get out of here episode 36 colorful cobbles with nico i'll see you when i see you
Peace out. <laughs>